Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Narada Gupta Ministries Teleconference. I'm Narada Gupta, your host, and I will be sharing a word from God tonight. Thank you for tuning in. I believe this word is going to change your life forever if you apply the principle of God's word. Tonight's topic is unlocking the secrets to a broken heart. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because you have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You have sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, Father, touch these lips of clay. I thank you for clarity of thought and brevity of speech. Send now your word to minister to where you are sending it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what do you do when life throws you a curveball? How do you handle or how have you been handling the crisis in your life? That heartbreak that has literally shaken the very foundation of who you are. The pain of the loss, the pain of the disappointment, the sting of the betrayal that just won't let you go. And now you find yourself in constant turmoil from the memories that pirouette in the midnight hours of your loneliness. For some of you on the line, the pain you are experiencing, it may be something that's just begun. For others, it may be months or even years that you're carrying this pain. But I want you to know that no matter where you are or how long it's been, there is a healing waiting for you today. Psalms 34 and verse 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. If this is you tonight, then I come bearing good news for you. You do not have to continue to live with this turmoil any longer. You see, Jesus paid it all so that you could receive his gift of healing. Isaiah 53 and verse 4 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Sorrows, sorrows, when I looked it up in the New Testament Greek, it literally means affliction. It means pain anguish. So we're talking about sorrow. Jesus paid the price when he took these things on the cross with the shedding of his own blood. You see, it is God's desire to heal your brokenness, to heal your emotional anguish, to relieve you of your pain. But how do we do all this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Tonight I'm going to give you four keys. And if you use these four keys and you apply them to your life situation, you will see the power of God's word working in your life. Key number one, we must understand that there is a God who cares about every detail of our lives. He cares so much that he wants you to take your anguish, your sorrow, your emotional grief, and he wants you to release them to him. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So you must come to a place where you open up and you become honest and transparent with the Lord about where you are. And it's not because God doesn't know where you are, because he knows, he knows exactly where you are, but he wants you to share with him what's on your heart. He wants you to tell him where it hurts. Matthew 11 and, and verse 28 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I God wants to give you a rest from all that ails you. You must take all your anguish, though, and then release those hurts into the hands of the Lord Jesus. 
And when you do, I promise you healing will begin to take place in your soul. Key number two, go ahead and cry if you need to. I'm a big-time crier. I, I boo-hoo at the slightest thing. Let it all out because this is the place where it all streams out like a river flowing. Crying is therapeutic. It is like an inner rain that God uses to wash away all the debris, all the lies and ties that has infested your soul, that has polluted your mind, and that it has even taken root in your heart. But one of the things that can keep a person from receiving their healing is unforgiveness. Now, this is a very touchy subject because you must release and forgive the person who hurt you. I'm going to say that again. You must release and forgive the person who hurt you. Now, if you find yourself bitter and resentful with thoughts in your heart for the person or the persons who betrayed you, who offended you, you know, the people who caused you the pain, then these are clear signs that you still have some residue of unforgiveness lingering in your heart. Confess these to God. And, and you know what? You are not alone in this journey to recovery. Many of us, we've traveled down this road before, and if you were to hear our stories, it would blow your mind, okay? And those of us who have come out of and have been healed and restored can attest that there is a freedom, that there is a true liberty waiting for those who embrace it. Yes, God can do it. And the beautiful thing about it all is that he wants to do it. God wants to do it. He desires to do it. Third key is taken uh, from Luke 6:28. It says, bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. Pray for those who mistreat you, those who have mistreated you. The Bible tells us that we ought to pray for these people. Now, one of the ways I have done this is by calling the names of my offenders out loud during my prayer time with God. Praying for those, has, uh, those that have hurt or wounded me, it actually has helped me greatly, okay? So I'm going to use something specifically real, okay? Let's say you need healing from a cheating spouse who has abandoned you, okay? Now, that's real. Now, for the example, I'm just, going to, I'm just going to throw some fake names in there, okay? This is not targeted at anyone in particular. This is just some fake names. So the prayer, I would pray something like this. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I release Leonardo and Pam Lee to you. I forgive them for hurting me. I forgive Leonardo for leaving me, for abandoning me, for rejecting me, and for hurting me. I forgive him for tearing our family apart and for breaking his marriage covenant with you and with me. I also release Pam Lee for committing a crime against my family and for being an active participator in the destruction of my family unit. I now forgive them both, even as you have forgiven me for all my trespasses and sins. Lord, I ask that you remove any bitter root that may, have, um, that may flow through the works of resentment, anger, uh, revenge, and any hate against either of them. I ask that you uproot them from my heart and free me from their evil grip. Help me to see my offenders through your eyes, because in my own strength, I will fail. I receive your healing, and thank you for restoring my heart. I thank you that your promises for me haven't changed, and you still have a hope and a future for me. I thank you that I rise in your strength, in your power, and in your love, and in you I rise up to embrace all that you have called me to be. Now give me clean hands and a pure heart, because without holiness, none will see you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, by doing this and, and really doing this with a genuine heart, with a sincere heart, with a contrite heart before God, what you are doing is actually releasing yourself and nullifying the right for unforgiveness to operate through your life. What you are doing is allowing the change that would hold you hostage to anger and to hate and to the bitterness, it, it, you know, to be broken by the power of Jesus' love. You are rendering it powerless to govern your emotions and your life. I also found helpful having a mature confidant or a spiritual mother or father to talk to. Now, I know that this is where it can become difficult because many of us have been betrayed and hurt so badly that we are afraid to trust anyone. We don't even want to let anyone near our place of brokenness. When others badly wound us, we become so fearful about letting anyone into our world because we don't want them to see our brokenness, our brokenness, right? And so what we begin to do is believe the, the whispers of our enemy and grow to believe that just about everyone is out to get us and that no one means us well. But that is a lie from the pit of hell because God does have a remnant of his people that are one, equipped and prepared and will love you through your process because who knows that the process can be a very ugly mess. And so because our world, you know, becomes ugly because what's going on in our world, we become so torn and chaotic, we become fearful about letting anyone into our secret place. And as a result, we begin to build these walls as high as Jericho around our hearts. And we begin to, put, we begin to place masks of pretense over our faces. And before you know it, we are so far from the reality of our dire situation because we have become consumed in a world of faking it till I make it. And as we continue this way, the, world, the walls around us, they become hard. It becomes like a fortified, impenetrable tower, tower that will only take the power of God to knock it down. And all of that because we couldn't let anyone see the real me. And, and I found that most times it's not because we don't want to, it's because we just don't know how to. Our spiritual mothers and fathers or our confidants They help uh, to pray for us and help to carry some of our burdens. James 5, 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So a tremendous healing can take place if you can just find one person to confide in that will help share your burden and pray with you. These three keys, so far have now left you open and vulnerable, right? And that's something that we don't want to be is vulnerable and open before people. But remember, it is God's purpose for you to be free from the secrets of your heart. But in order for you to receive the inner healing, you will have to open up and face your it, whatever that it is. You cannot conquer what you are not willing to confront. So let's review very quickly. Key number one helped us to understand that God loves us and is concerned about every single detail of our lives. Key number two helps us to understand that crying is good because it's what, you know what crying does? It softens our stony heart and, and hardened and harden hearts, and it makes it pliable so that God can work and move within it. Key number three is understanding the power of forgiving, releasing, and praying for those who cause the hurt. Everything that was ever sent out against you from the time you were born until now 
has been an assignment to keep you from ever becoming who God has called you to be in Christ Jesus. The enemy does not want you to know who you are in Christ, or better yet, who Christ is in you. But Jeremiah 29, 11 declares God's intent for us. His plan for our lives is to give us a hope and a future. God knew ahead of time what you were going to face. What happened to you may have caught you by surprise, but it did not catch God by surprise. Let's look at one more key, and that's key number four. Now that you are open and vulnerable, this is what I'm going to need you to do. Go to the source of the pain, okay? Look at it. Stare at it. Have a stare-down contest with your pain. And, yes, you're going to feel it because by, you're going to feel it. And a lot of times this is where people quit because they don't, want to, they don't have to go back. You know, they don't want to have to go back to that pain, and, and it's like they have this bandage over, this old, worn-out bandage that they keep over this wound, and this wound is so infested that Jesus is saying, you've got to let me in. I've got to take that bandage off so that I can go in and I can begin to heal it. So it's going to hurt when you look at it, okay, and you stare at it. But now what you are going to do, you're not just going to look at it and stare at it and, and that's it. You're going to speak to it. You're going to let that pain know that regardless of the sorrow it has inflicted on your broken heart, and despite all the damage it has caused in your life, it can no longer stay. And today it must go. Because staying will hinder, it will delay, and keep you back from being functional, productive, and fruitful. And anything that's keeping you dysfunctional, it's got to go in Jesus' name because God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. So let your pain know that you are a child of purpose, and you are now opening your heart so that Jesus can come in and heal it. Your brokenness, look, it has spoken to you far too long, especially if you are, if you were, you know, if your, your pain is 15 years old because it was a marriage or a relationship, and 15 years later, this thing is still troubling you. It still affects how you relate to other people in your life. It's far too long. It's time for that thing to go, okay? It's now time that you answer it back. It's now for it to hear your voice. It is time for it to now hear it is written. Declare what Jesus said you are. And he has said that by his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. And I'm not saying that this is going to be as easy as one, two, three, you know, that you're going to go through these four keys and, and that's it. Sometimes you may have to go back to one of those keys and start over, okay? But the point is to identify where you are in your process and persevere until your breakthrough is manifested. Refuse to remain stuck in the pages of the in-between chapters of your life. Don't settle. Look up and see Jesus. See the promise that was spoken over your life. Reach out for it and receive it by faith. You can make it through your it. You can make it through whatever storm you are sailing through. Listen, with Jesus by your side, you can make it. I want to pray for all under the sound of my voice. I want you to know that you can be delivered from the torment of your past memories. You can be free from the illness of a broken heart. You do not have to live with the secret pain any longer. I want you to look right up where you are and see Jesus. What I want you to do is just know that the arms of men may fail, but Jesus will never fail you. And he is right here in this telecast or broadcast or teleconference. He is speaking to you through this teleconference. 
I want you as a point of contact to hold up one of your arms in total surrender. While you're holding the phone with the other hand, by faith, lift up your free hand and hold your head up because many of you have been holding your head down because of what happened to you. You've been holding your head down in shame and in fear, but now I want you to hold your head up in the name of Jesus. Hold it up and look up. Look up and see Jesus. He is the author and finisher of your faith. Look up and see the Savior who loves you and gave his life for you. Look up because he has given to you the keys of the kingdom. Look up. Reach up and reach out and touch him with your love. Touch him with your praise and touch him with your worship because he loves you. Father, I thank you for every life that is listening in right now. I thank you that you have purposed them to tune in to listen to your holy anointed word of truth. Your desire is to touch your people. You desire to free your people from that which has weighed them down, from that which has kept them back. Move by your spirit, Abba. Touch the broken pieces of lives right now. I thank you that you are mending broken hearts even as I speak, and you are birthing a fresh hope. You are birthing new dreams. Yes, God. I pray that your word will fall on good ground that it will, and that it will produce life in the lives of your people this day. I pray for those who are struggling with forgiving their offenders. Father, touch those stony hearts. I pray that they will not allow the bruising they sustain to harden their hearts, but that their hearts will be softened by the power of your love and your grace that enables us to forgive others as you have forgiven us. For we can do nothing outside of you. Now, Lord, lead your people into paths of righteousness. Restore the souls of, we, of the weary and bring each life into a place of renewing. Because Psalms 23 says, he restores my soul. You lead me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. If you are on the line tonight and you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, for there's no other name given among men whereby we may be saved from our sins. If you would like to receive Christ, then repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Your word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. I am calling on you right here, right now. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash and cleanse me in your blood. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord over my life. According to Romans 10 and verse 9, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead. I confess and declare that Jesus is Lord of my life. I thank you for the gift of salvation through the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. And by faith, I now receive this gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayed this prayer, we would love to connect with you. Please go to Facebook. We are on Facebook forward slash Narda Goodson Ministries to let us know your testimony and how this ministry has impacted your life. Or you can go to www.nardagoodson.com and use our contact page uh, to connect with us. If you have a question or a prayer request, you can go to our Facebook page right now after this teleconference has ended, and we are already prepared to receive your prayer request or your questions. Um, stay tuned for next week's uh, uh, teleconference. We will post that on Facebook as well this week. Again, that's Facebook uh, forward slash Narja Goodson Ministries. And next week we will open up the prayer lines for you to actually 
uh, call in, and we will talk to you live, okay? Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I want to leave this one promise with you, which is Jeremiah 29, 11, and it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God bless you, Carla. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you again next week.